I will publish a Nosby template for the annual review. You what? <laughs> you heard that right. <laughs> okay, you just you froze, but it was just your face. And not, yeah, not I, was, I was thinking about what you were what saying. Okay. Mm -hmm. I should start using email again. I'm sorry, what? Hello, I'm Michael. I'm Radek. And this is the podcast. A sounding board for interesting ideas and insights. We discuss books we read and want to share with you. As well as technology and productivity, which is what we do by day, working on our app, Nosby. Or whatever else comes to mind. All right, so we optimistically haven't managed to put both the highlights of 2017 and the plans for 2018 in one episode. Uh, so we had to split them in two. So uh, this week we are talking about our plans for 2018. All right, so um, hopefully... Uh Hopefully this, this is useful because we've just spent a month of uh, the podcast episodes discussing the annual review, uh, but I guess it just goes to show how important this is to us and how much we've seen over the last, I don't know, I've done this for like properly for at least three years and maybe for six or seven years, like in some form or another. And it's just, it's really important. I, I can see uh, in different years um, how... Uh, a, a good plan and good planning correlates with good results. And so for 2018, once again, uh, we've done this, but we've done this differently this time. And, and we've discussed um, over the, the three episodes before the last one, some of the changes we've made. And I believe you also have some new ideas for how you've changed your, your process of, of planning. And I guess we, we want to discuss uh, that, not, not necessarily our specifics, but sort of how we've approached, like what's the end result of our new approaches to planning a year. Exactly. So um, in the last episode, I left you with already the, this beginning, you know, this uh, spoiler of this episode, that uh, I've introduced, I realized that I'm not alone here. I mean, I'm not, I cannot only plan for myself. I am planning for the whole company. So to be able to do it properly, I need feedback. So we always talk about feedback loops and I need feedback from the team and especially from my direct reports, but also from my marketing team, which I'm leading still in the company. And uh, the, the cool thing uh, was uh, last year, we introduced the concept of quarterly offsite, which we already mentioned, and people are doing it. And um, I left you with this thought that I learned so much from reading quarterly offsites of my team members. Uh, and I think they learned a lot, a lot about themselves by sharing it with me and by, by doing the quarterly uh, uh, review. And uh, with that, what I did is I changed the whole, uh, you know, the whole step-by-step um, -step of my New Year planning because now it's me drafting a plan and then getting the feedback from the team by reading quarterly offsites and by having individual individual chats with the team. And now I'm putting uh, the plan, uh, like the concrete, you know, plan, the concrete proposal for a plan after I got all the feedback um, information. So it's a lot better. I can tell you it's a lot better. Uh, I think it's a lot better for my team. I got to know people more by reading their quarterly offsites, which I mentioned. And with that, I think the plan for this year will be much better having this feedback in included. So I haven't seen that uh, yet, but uh, what I was part of is um, 
I had a chat with uh, Martin, our uh, leader for the, the 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 programmers team, and you know, in that chat, we've just we've discussed a lot of uh, stuff. Uh, I was the last one to talk with Martin, so he already had some conclusions, and then like we had our our sort of. Um, our sounding board for for trying to come up with like solutions, and it's sort of interesting how one week, like at the beginning of the week, I felt like, you know, in general things are fine. I'm pretty content with the the working system we have in the development team because like when I have a a problem, like I've already learned that when I have a problem, when I have a suggestion, when there's something I don't like, where I have an idea for an improvement for the, the workflow, I go talk to the right person uh, immediately because there's no need to to wait. Uh, but like part of why those quarterly offsites for the, the director's team are super important uh, is because for a lot of people, for a lot of employees, like they want to just tell you. You have to like you have to um, get this information from them, get this feedback. Like you have to really make them uh, tell you what things they don't like, or you just won't realize them because they won't tell you, or they won't tell you directly enough that you realize that something is a problem. So I was pretty content one day, and then we discussed with Marcin, and I hear all the things we've uh, he heard from other people that need improvement. And in the next few days, we've done a lot of changes already. So uh, I changed some things about my work. Like we've we've decided to to change the formula for uh, for the dev fight, a, a, a recurring meeting we we have in the development team. I've discussed uh, some of the changes related to how we work with uh, Hubert, our, our designer. I dis- I discussed this with him, and then I wrote up a proposal. And then there were some changes I proposed on design fight, and then we've sort of, uh, you know, another person had uh, more ideas on that topic and then we thought about it and, you know, some of those those changes we've rejected and some of them we've accepted and some of the things we've changed. So, like, in, in the last week, after the conclusions from, uh, and not yet complete conclusions from those quarterly offsites, there's already, like, a lot of changes to how we work and I already see that, wow, this is this is much better. Yeah, that's that's the magic of the of the feedback loops. The magic of of as you said, forcing people to give you feedback. Because yes, people don't tend to say out loud what they think or don't tend to complain. Even in our company, which we try to you know be as transparent as we can, we try to be as forthcoming as we can. But still, you really need to ask these questions to really listen to what people have to say, and uh, and also read between the lines. And uh, I think this quarterly offsite also helped because people just put that put these things on paper very easily and um, i think when i'm reading these quarterly offsites some people didn't even realize how how many good clues they gave you know by just mm-hmm. writing yeah. a, a few sentences which like for them it was natural because they they felt comfortable doing that but but for me it, it's the wealth of information about them but you know in a good way i i i i see their motivations i see their things i see I see their, as I said, their complaints. I see their, what they are struggling with, and with that we can shuffle a lot. And uh, as you said, in the dev team, I, I see already lots of improvements there that you that you uh, um, proposed with Marcin. I, I see in my, our marketing team what, what what we can do a lot better, and um, yeah. But as you said. It's important to get this thing out of people, not to expect that they will come and tell you. Like it really, mm-hmm. uh, and and again, <laughs> highlighting. So having this quarterly offsite as a policy, like not policy, optional policy for people, 
I think it's it's the best one of the best decisions we've we've made last year. You know, to propose it and to to, to sell it to the people because now they have this freedom every quarter to to review. And and they and they want to share it, which is so cool. I I, I was I wasn't expecting that much, um, f- you know that w- they would be so forthcoming with with these reviews. I thought they would send me like a few lines and that's it. But they did really send me the whole you know the whole enchilada, the whole offsite and uh, the whole all the conclusions. And f- like for me, it's amazing. It's great. I, I'm I'm happy about it. Yeah, it's very really interesting because like like people have like sort of things weighing on on them. Uh, but but they don't let out. But you give them a license to like spend a whole day to work on it, and like you know you start writing one one sentence, and then three hours later you're like, oh man, okay, I, I guess I'm finished, and you have like a, a two page like document of, of conclusions, right? And it's just, it just it happens every time. Exactly, exactly. All right. So what what are where are the, the changes? What are where are the plans? Where do we start? So where do we start? Um, first of all, I um, like in, in in my case. Uh, uh, I realized that I need to be more access- accessible for the team. So uh, I want to shift a little bit. Um, like, so one shift of focus uh, or one shift of mindset, I would say, was the fact that I am not alone. I have to make plans for the whole team, not just for myself. So I have to really, like, my plans have to align with the team. That, that's, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But then what comes next is something surprising. I realized that almost none of the Nosby goals for next year or for this year shouldn't be mine. They should belong to each... And, like, to, I, the goal should be for this person. I, 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 I should be... Again, I mean, again, this concept of empowerment. I should be the guy on the side helping out, not leading mm-hmm. a goal. Like, for example, uh, uh, with, with, with um, uh, let's say, Natalia, for example, she is uh, uh, responsible for email marketing in our company now because she learned so much about it. So I, I want to set a goal with her for her and I want to be available for her to help. But it's not my goal, like what she has to do in the email marketing department. It's it's her goal. So I want to make her <laughs> responsible for it. And so, so I want to shift this year to being this guy who's, who has the time to help each and every one of my peers, but and have a, maybe one or two small goals for myself, like business-wise. But apart from that, I want to be. I want to shift focus. I I don't want to be responsible for that. I want to be responsible for helping the, them. That's really interesting. I mean, I I think this this like seemingly small shift in mindset and and phrasing really. Uh, might make a big difference because, like, in in theory, uh, I mean, I, I this is just just how I, I I'm, I'm seeing it. Uh, this is the first time I'm, I'm hearing this. Uh, not that much changes because the same person is doing the work, but but like the the difference is between like someone acting as an employee performing tasks set out by you as the leader of this project versus the person being empowered and in charge and responsible for doing this. And I, I guess like the, the difference in that um, might be that when you like truly realize that that this is the thing you're responsible for and that you are the, the person with whom the bug stops. Yes. Uh, the like the, the the mindset changes because it's not like oh you know I had time or I, I didn't have time or you know it didn't work out it's like you're the person who has to come up with ideas and it it can't just be like blindly following and then 
you know, complaining at the end of the year that we need to make marketing at Nosby better, but it's like, you know, every person has this like one area where they can focus their time on. And it's then very easy when you have this one thing uh, to say no to other things, to say like, you know, to not get distracted with, with other things. And I, I guess I, I've seen that in, in my work that when maybe not uh, not directly, but sort of I decided that I guess I'm I I'm responsible for for this whether or not this was explicitly stated. Then it was very easy for me to say no to other things and again be the person who comes comes up with ideas and proposes them or just gets them done, uh, and not feel like I'm blocked by someone who has to uh, approve this, who has to say that I have to do this or any of that. Yeah, and what and in practicality how this looks like. So for example. I have a goal for Nosby Marketing, uh, and uh, mm-hmm. it's a project in Nosby. Uh, it's called Go Nosby Marketing, and uh, in that I'm I'm stating the you know the ideas that I want to do, like things I want to do in Nosby Marketing department. And for each of these ideas, uh, so I, right now I'm still in the uh, I'm finishing the planning, uh, and based on feedback and everything. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to share this project with everyone involved. And one task, so one of the one of the component of the goal uh, of this goal, will be assigned to somebody responsible. So let's say, for example, not be website. We have a f- still to do a few of the improvements. I will assign it to Radek. Uh, he will be responsible, but of course, other people will work on it and will help him. But he will be like the in charge of the project, right? Again, not mm-hmm. me. He will be responsible. I'll, I'll be helping him. And then this goes with other things. And <laughs> again, I want to introduce the concept of one thing there. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure that in the first phase of this year, everybody just has one goal from marketing. One. No more. One. Once it's done, we move to the next one. Like we create a waterfall. So once this is done, we move to the next one. So so I don't want to be like, you know, five of these things belong to Radek or four of these things belong to Natalia or, five of, or three of these things belong to Ivona, right? Uh, because, for example, Ivona, our customer support uh, uh, chief, she she's very good at multitasking. She's very good at managing lots of things. So I can really give her lots of stuff and she, I, know, I know she will handle it. <laughs> but I don't want that, you know? I don't want that. I want them to be focused on the one thing, on this one goal for now, right? We, I can put the other goals later... Yeah. But I want to focus. Have them have them focus on that. It, it, it we've discussed this on the episode about birth projects and 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 Keystone habits that uh, humans are much better at performing a lot of work um, sequentially and not in parallel. And you know people have lots of stuff in parallel anyway, right? Uh, like even if not explicitly stated, there's just a ton of small things that always crop up. And in addition to like people's everyday job, like Ivona is doing customer support, right? And Radek is needed with like CSS and HTML in the the, the Nosby app, right? Yeah. Uh, but but just like even even though the same people might be responsible for these other goals anyway, like they don't have to or they won't happen in parallel anyway and so like why rob people of the focus the the, the singular focus that, that you get when you just have one thing just one not two one exactly so so that's 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 for me a whole goal, a whole game changer so to really explicitly say you know because when i when i see my marketing goal from last year it was so vague there were so many ideas there but nothing really no no accountability no really 
clear process what to do and how to do it. Just lots of ideas. And and this year, and some of the ideas worked. So like we did something. It's not like we did nothing. But but now I can see with this new approach, I can just have like one thing for each and every one of my team. And then comes another part. What it means um, uh, with great uh, with great power comes great responsibility. So what it means is that. I need to change the way I work every week. I need to make sure, and this is an experiment I'm going to do in February, so it's going to be tough and it's going to be completely different. So listen up. What I'm going to do is for each of these goals, I'm going to decide when I work on these goals as, as, as a support person for these goals, for these people. So I need mm-hmm. to dedicate at least an hour each week for each of these goals, for each of these per, uh, people. So I want to be helpful to them. I want to make sure that when they need me for feedback, when they need me to study something or to do some review or research or just be a sounding board for them on their goal, uh, I'm there for them. Because last year I did a very crappy job of follow-up. Very often I would give somebody an assignment and for months I wouldn't just even touch it. I wouldn't even check what they were doing. And it's great. I mean, the people are really good in Nosby. But the thing is that they may just go, go off tracks and they don't, they don't know it because there is no feedback. I, I, I'm not there to guide them, you know? And I should be p- guiding people and not, you know, doing things for people. I should be guiding them. Mm-hmm. I should be serving them as much as I can. So for me in February, I want to start this experiment of, 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 of planning a week in such a way that people know when they can have my singular focus. Like, you know, I'm going to, you know, like this hour is for you, Radek. So, so you know that for this hour, I'm going to work, work with you. We, we don't have to talk. We don't have to have a meeting or whatever. You just know that at this hour, I'm for you. So uh, if you want me to like, to get feedback on several things, you just you know delegate these tasks to me. You know, Michael, I need your feedback on these things. Go. And then I'm just going to be there, you know, doing feedback for you, adding my ideas and whatever. And you know that right now, 100%, I'm focused on your stuff. I'm not doing anything else. So so this way, you know, I'm combining, combining deep work and being the leader as a, as a person who is you know on the side who's 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 supporting who's guiding and not who's you know leading who's who's guiding to make sure that the goals of these people of of, of people in my team are met all right that makes a lot of sense yeah it's going to be you know d- different it's going to be a lot different than than the last year but uh i need to do it because uh i last year i did a crappy job really crappy job of of follow up and i'm ashamed of it uh, uh that's why you know this year Less, but better, and with more focus. Okay, uh, so uh, let me sketch out for you um, how I went about like writing up the plan for 2018 mm-hmm. for, for me. So, like when I look at it and I I want to explain it, it feels really strange because it feels like the, this plan is not enough. Like there's not enough stuff in there. Like it's <laughs> not ambitious enough and this is exactly why i designed this 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 way i I, like i changed the way i i i structured the the plan and the plan is something i review every single week uh every week review and based on the plan i make plans for each individual week right uh you have 52 weeks in a year so every week you just have to do one fiftieth of the work but you have to do it Every week, right? But but before, as I mentioned um, a lot in a lot more detail in the episode, um, birth projects versus Keystone habits, uh, I would have like multiple 
the plan structured as multiple areas, right? So like nine different areas or projects, and then that there would be like 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 points that that I want to check off in the year. Um, and and the problem with that is that there's a lot of things to just think about and review every week. And I've decided to move the way I I plan goals and I structure goals to make to to give myself a lot more singular focus. Mm-hmm. So this is actually a, a very consistent with what what you're talking in in a, in a different context. So uh, the the plan is structured such that at one time I have very few things to review in the plan on every week review, and I just get this feeling that I have a very little on my plate, even though for the whole year there's a bunch of plans, right? Mm-hmm. A, a bunch of goals. So uh, I have like four major uh, categories: a personal. Uh, Keystone habits, burst projects, and work. And then there's done. So if I check something off, I moved it there. I don't want to look at it again because like, I, ha- I want to have the plan shorter and shorter with time so that there's less things to review. And then I have a, a section 2019 and beyond. So I'm just le- so just like a very general idea, like, you know, maybe just ideas, like not necessarily plan, but ideas for things beyond that I can look at to remind myself of why some of these goals are planned for this year, right? Uh, so s- since you've um, you've been mentioning uh, things for Nosby, I, I guess I'll um, uh, I'll start with work. So one of the 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 measurable points in that plan is eighty um, percent of deep work every day, right? Whoa. Deep work every day. Yeah. Uh, so th- this is <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was kind of the, the plan like for a while for about a year between uh, middle of 2016 and then middle of 2017 I've been tracking how much deep work like in hours I spend every day uh, I stopped doing that because I, I decided that it's sort of it's tricky to measure it's sort of annoying to to put the numbers there and it doesn't end up being very actionable for me because there's a lot of variance that is not a effect of my failure rather just things being different week to week i decided that uh, for me what matters and is much more easily like a piece of data that's easier to input and easier to make decisions on is whether or not i've had a solid chunk of deep work Every single day, right? And this 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 is intentionally uh, imprecise uh, because, like, I, I realized that on one day I'm, I might feel very good when I spend uh, four or five hours uh, in that day doing deep work because there was nothing else planned. And if if there's a big meeting scheduled for that day, if I don't do any deep work, that's not good. But if if I do like two hours of deep work on such a day where I have a big meeting, that's still good enough, right? So 80% is like one failure uh, a week. And I hope I, I'll do better than that, but that's the initial uh, plan. Uh, then the, the the second point is obviously uh, to release the hashtag secret project. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that. Um, there's there's uh, there's two more small points, uh, but never mind that. And there's a small list of burst projects, like ideas for burst, burst projects for TGIF, for, for my Fridays. Um, and some of that is um, learn Haskell. There's a programming language I, I want to learn as something to sort of stretch my abilities. Um, at the end of the year, I want to write one or two blog posts and do um, one or two conference talks, which are related to the work I do uh, right now. Uh, so at the end of the year, that, that, that's something I'll, I'll maybe do. 
I wanted to do some, um, I want to release some open source uh, from the hashtag secret project. And we've brief briefly discussed this some time ago as sort of a, a thing uh, we do hopefully in, in the future and maybe read one or two programming books. Uh, but again, um, I'd refer you to the episode on, on burst projects, but the, the way it's sort of structured is there's like four burst project points and then there's like maybe, and there's like three more, but there's a realization that I do one at the time at most. Those are not like separate areas, like an area of learning new programming skills and like blog and public speaking. It's a list of projects that I do one at a time, right? And 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 this is like intentionally such that I, I pick one and the rest is just there to pick from, but it's not something I review every week. Yeah, okay, it, it makes lots of sense. And I think, again, uh, what you're saying is that we have this notion or this, this thing that we want to fill out the time, like we want mm -hmm. to fill out until until the very like we don't. It's what Michael Hatt was always saying in his podcast. We don't have enough, um, not breathing space. He calls it um, margin. We don't have enough margin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, exactly. And with with that, we are stretching ourselves too thin because we think we can do it all. And as you said, all of these people, for example, that I will have this one particular go for, they have other things to do. So, so I can't, you know, tell them now just do that and not nothing else because my, the company will break. You know, they have, they have other things to do. That's why I'm just giving them this one goal and not five because I know that they have stuff to do anyway. And, and this mm -hmm. is the same goes and the same applies to me. I have stuff to do anyway as the CEO of Nosby. So I shouldn't be right now putting myself, okay, I'm going to start this year with five goals and then I'm going to do six more in the next quarter and then 10 more in like, now I have to do, you know, one or two things and be helpful to others in the rest of their goals. Because if they, if they achieve their goals, these are my goals because it, it all, all comes down to, to our goals, our, where we want NOSB to be. Um, that's nice. As you said, it's better to err on the side of less and just mm -hmm. focus there and do better job there and, and do more thorough job there and uh, not, not run so fast. Um, what we mentioned in the last episode, we are playing here for the long haul. Our company mm -hmm. is self-funded. We don't have any investors. We don't have any plans to IPO or sell out or whatever. No, not at all. We are actually setting up right now our company for the next 10 years. Right now we are, set, yeah. we are, we are setting groundwork for the next 10 years of Nosby, uh, at least. So there is time. Let's just make it, make, make, let's make it count and let's make it good. Let's not rush and let's make it really good. Let's go fast, of course. Let's go fast, but let not, let, let's not rush it with just putting just too much stuff on our plate because then we lose focus. Yeah, exactly. And, and both for work and for my personal uh, projects, like this year, I've really, like truly, I guess, understood um, the, the importance of that, of having a lot of margin. Like th there's some things that I, I've wanted to do for a while, but just didn't because there were other things. Or I, I felt like th there's a new good idea coming up, but I, I, f I pressure myself not to do it because I've other, I have other things that I've already planned that I would do. And so I structured my, my goals, my plans, my, my life to have a lot of margin. Now there's still goals, but again, the way they're structured is I take one burst project at a time. Like the things I do on a continuous basis are as thin, like it's as thin of a layer as possible. And then I have ambitious plans, but I pick one goal 
and I work on it until I'm done or I give it up or whatever, right? But but this way, this gives such a great feeling of clarity and margin because um, even if it's the same amount of work, there's less mental juggling because it's like, it, it's sort of one thing, right? In my mind. Uh, and, and so like the, the largest... Um, section of of this plan is the burst projects and there's like there's six items that i think i will probably do this year and one which is already done the 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 first burst project was the annual review and Mm -hmm. as i mentioned that that took a a bunch of uh, time with like related things so there's like six more things that I, i will probably do and then there's like um four, five, there's like eight more, which, which are like, maybe. So th- those are things I can pick from if I feel like it, if I have time, if I have margin, uh, if I decide that maybe it's more important than I thought before. It's there and I give myself license to take from those projects, but they are not um, sort of a mandatory uh, part of the plan and they're one at the time. And there are a lot of different things. And some of them are pretty serious um uh, projects such as like one uh, related to like personal finance um, or um, like optimizing further my setup. Uh, but I also have like just fun ideas or, or cool ideas. Like um, there's a good possibility I will start a new podcast this year. Uh, and maybe I'll, I'll mention to you after the show. And I want to finally finish my building my model rocket, right? And it's just like, like it has important things um silly things it has lots of stuff but it's like one at a time and when i finish i take another thing yeah uh, i like it i like uh, uh i like how, you, how you're structuring it and uh, what i want to do is that once you start you know talking about margin once you talk, start planning working on these projects working on these goals what you realize, and in my case, as I mentioned, I'm, I want to be helpful to my team to make sure that I that they, they, they get their goals done. So I want to be dedicating them at least one hour a week uh, for their stuff. When I did that, when I did the maths of how many hours I have to dedicate to my team, there is this sad realization that time is finite. <laughs> you know, that you suddenly oh, realize I don't have all the time in the world. Like, you know, it's like I cannot do this and, you know, write a book at the same time, you know, whatever. <laughs> so it's not possible. Well, it could be if I completely neglected my family, completely neglected my fitness, I don't know what, and I would, just, I would, I would uh, not sleep. Well, then I can do lots of stuff. But uh, if I really can do them, not really. So with this realization, what, I, what, what, what happened was that uh, first deciding on, 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 on spending so much time with the team, then putting it on a weekly planner and then realizing, okay, so I have just these hours for my stuff. So I better make them count is the one thing. And second, again, I better focus on just one thing and just do it right in this scarce amount of time that I have. And then when I, once I'm done with that, do, go with the next one. So you have to really do the maths. There is like, there is, you have only infinite hours, like what we mentioned, you know, last in the last episode, I want to do at least 30 good hours of work every week. And of course, I'll, I'll be trying to stretch myself to go uh, above that. But if I reach 30, it's fine. So with that in mind, I have to make sure that I spend these hours well and that I don't um, spend them uh, 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 distracted. But most of all, that I only have the 30 hours. I don't have much more. Um, I'm just a human being. I am getting tired. I am, you know, like 
things happen, right? And and uh, you you are not on top of your game every single day, although you would want to. So mm-hmm. with that limitations, you have to really really re- re- realize you cannot have a cookie and eat the cookie. You have to really <laughs> plan it well, and plan it well, and plan less but better. So this is why uh, we. St- Still haven't, or you still haven't uh, done the book about remote work, right? Exactly. Uh, yeah, the the no office book. Um, mm-hmm. It is a, as a burst project later in the year for me, but it's later in the year, uh, and there is. Um, yeah, I and doubt it. Exactly. Exactly. That's why it's <laughs> it's there. You know, there. Um, uh, the only thing of this book, I want to publish one good article about no office a, a month if mm-hmm. I have the time. So uh, I'm going to try that. Apart from that, we will see how this work, works and how it, how it goes further. Um, I will have to... Um, I, I, I'm planning on two public speaking engagements also in the same subject. So I'm going to be mm-hmm. priming myself and priming my audience for that. Ah, um, right. But the actual <laughs> writing aspect, we'll see how this goes. Now I have a different focus. Now I have to focus on, on not be marketing and on setting some things right in the company and the and, and, and helping my team get their goals done. So uh, again, as I said, I cannot plan this and then I'm going to write the book in the meantime. There is no meantime. If, mm-hmm. like, like that, I think this is, okay, this is my best realization of, of, of planning the year. There is no meantime. We think that we can do things in yeah, the meantime. The meantime. There isn't. It's, it's not there. Uh, when you look at the hours, it, it's not there. Like uh, and try <laughs> to do some margin so you have some meantime, but don't plan. Uh, but don't plan for it. It is this margin serves you to do what you really f- should be focusing on better, but not on adding more stuff. This is not for that. The margin is not for that. It's for helping you out with the fires, with other things, you know, with something that pops up with the whirlwind. Whirlwind. What for mm-hmm. uh, in 4DX? What they were calling it. That's what what you need the margin for. But you don't need the margin for additional project. No. Yeah. I'll just briefly mention um, my my plans in the Keystone Habits um, category. So uh, again, we've discussed this briefly a couple of weeks ago, but I've came to the realization that I really want to f- to change the way I think about it and focus on consistency, like extending consistency uh, over maximization, over hitting the best possible version of this goal. Uh, and the reason why is because uh, guilt doesn't work. And if, if, my, if my ambitions with the Keystone habits are too high, I failed, I fail at them anyway, and then I feel really guilty and this doesn't help. I want to uh, keep the uh, the 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 goals here relatively low, but at, at still at a high level because those three morning routine, uh, health, uh, fitness, and reading are very important to me. But like focus them on a level that I know I can achieve based on real data and not what I think. Um, and then use systems experimentation to improve that over time. So with morning routine, I want to have eighty six percent consistency. Eighty six percent is like six out of seven. Uh, so six days a week with... Um, I was about to ask you why not 87, but yeah, yeah. now I realize where the number yeah. is from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I should, I should say six out of seven consistency uh, with, you know, wake up at, at eight, um, get to work without distractions and plan next day. So like, like three different habits and e- each of them, like I want to be like have them consistent with like maybe one failure 
uh, a week. And I think it's definitely achievable. Uh, though, of course, as I mentioned with my numbers last year, we'll see. Exactly. Um, um, but but part of that was that it was very hard for me to um, to be consistent while during during travel, and I've made progress on that front, right? Um, and the second point with morning routine is I, I want to do some changes to the system and experiment and learn how to have more consistent weekends because this is what I what I noticed that I would sort of break the habit, for example, of waking up at eight on the weekend, and it really wouldn't help. Like it, it, most of the time, it wasn't because I I got home really late or something like that. I just I just did it because. And then it made it worse, not better. Um, so I, I want to experiment with that and see if I can do it better. Um, as for health and and, and fitness, um, I want to keep sort of my my fit my workouts call at one good workout uh, per week, like you know a run or, or something like that. And I know I could in theory do better, but in practice it's sort of hard. And I realized that for now, what what I noticed is very important for, for me and just makes me feel so much better is to be consistently physically active, but not necessarily in in a very sort of high energy way. So I, I want to have, you know, at least four or five like physically active days per week. And what this means for me is like um, at least like go for a, a good walk uh, or like um, when I'm I need to go from place A to place B in the city, use the bike and bike fast, which I like to do, like, like do that. And it's not a proper workout. Like it's, it's not, it's not the same as going for a run and run for 10 kilometers, but it's still like, it still makes me feel much better. And it's a good sort of baseline. Um, and then one workout per, per week. So it's like 200, uh, physically athlete days per uh, year. Uh, I think I can do that easily, like based on, uh, past experiences and one workout per week. Uh, again, I also think this is like more than achievable. I, I think I'll probably do better than that, but I want to lower my expectations and keep my weight like somewhere between 71, 73 kilograms. Uh, that will be easy. And with reading, uh, I want to uh, read 20 books and uh, take 10 like simple book notes. Again, I think I'll do better than that, uh, but like data shows that like this is, is baseline. This is what I can do easily. And I want to keep it that way. I want to this Keystone Habits layer to be as light as possible so that I can adjust to um, to every week, right? So uh, there are weeks well, where I'll do much more because I'll have the space, but there are weeks where I don't have margin because I'm traveling, for example. And when I do that, I, I don't want to feel guilty that I don't achieve those things, but I also don't want to feel like in this case, I don't need to do any of that because when you spend like quarter of the year traveling, then you can spend quarter of the year not following the habits that are supposed to be keystone habits that like make you usable. Yeah, completely. I uh, One of the changes I've made, and we mentioned already this in the passing, is that I moved my habit tracking from Nosby to a different app, a dedicated app. This way, in Nosby, I have my priority tasks, I have my tasks, really things to do, and then habits, I have them in a, in a different app. This way, uh, I can track the habits, I can track the percentage, as you, as you mentioned, I can track the, the progress uh, of my habits, um, and uh, yeah, it's, again, changing to single focus, and one of the new habits that I introduced, uh, that I'm trying to introduce this, this, uh, this year, is that I should start using email again. I'm sorry, what? 
yeah the thing is that i've t completely neglected email because well we don't use email in, in inside nosby so i have all the communication inside nosby but i get email from the rest of the world and i've been hiding behind my assistant most of the time and so she was re responding to email and she was responding to, to people and what i realized and i got feedback from from some of my friends and some of my you know um, other acquaintances is that it creates like a barrier for, for like from from me like people don't have um they don't feel like i'm i'm with them anymore like i'm i'm really paying attention to other people and you know um i thought maybe some of the emails i should be writing myself you know sometimes you know and some of the responses and not just you know just t t tell my assistant okay you you tell tell him tell him that and that's it you know but maybe i should just you know log, like log into an email and just re reply myself you know like, you know like a normal person so so uh so one of my habits is that i'm tracking right now is that i do one pomodoro of email uh, a day so um so every day at the end of the day one of my you know that's a lot actually that's that, that's quite a lot yeah it, well if i don't have to do i mean if i don't have enough for one pomodoro i'm just going to you know go into something else um uh, but uh, this kind of thing uh, that I have, I give myself permission to 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 respond to email. And the way we did it with my assistant is that she will prepare uh, like some of the emails that she thinks I should respond personally. She would just mark them in Gmail, and then and then she would just uh, and she would know that you know every day I have to log in and see, and then I will just know mm -hmm. okay these emails she expects me to. Uh, to respond myself and then the others of course you know customer support like things that she can handle easily she will handle first so this way i'm not spending all my time in email i'm not replying to every email i get i i reply to the emails that she thinks and then we think i should be replying uh, personally and uh, i like it i like it and uh, just a few conversations uh, um, yesterday were were like this that uh, the initial conversation was with, was with my assistant about something with somebody but then, at the last part, I replied personally and thanked the person, and you know, just related to the person. And I think this, you know, this um, this brings me back to people a little bit, you know, to people from outside of Nosby. And I think I should be serving them as well, uh, also in this way that that I should be more a little bit more accessible, not you know, not too much, but still a little bit more accessible. And uh, and this way, I get a new habit of really actually you know checking email in 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 a in a, in a way. All right, so if you have any feedback for this episode, please email Michael. <laughs> and to wrap this up, I want to like, say something about giving stuff up. So about leaving something that is good because you have to be focused on something better. Mm -hmm. So one of the examples in what you mentioned in, 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 uh, about your blogging is that you haven't been blogging for a year and you're, you're fine with that, is that I was giving too my attention to my blog to Slavinsky.com. I don't need to have like a personal brand uh, outside of Nosby. I am the Nosby guy mm -hmm. and it's fine. So so one of the shifts of focus for me is that I will still have, I will still keep the Slavinsky.com blog, but in a different way as a as like additional blog if I want to really write something that is not relevant to Nosby. But I will be focusing on writing for Nosby, on Nosby blog and for writing uh, um, uh, there. And I will just keep the blog in maintenance mode, even though last year I got more visitors and more, you know, you know, like more better parameters for my blog. Like everything was better. Again, I'm I'm not killing it, but I'm putting it in maintenance mode. But I'm giving up something good because I think I can contribute better when I'm focused on on, on writing for Nosby blog. I'm writing for my customers, for for users, for for people I'm serving. So and and being the Nosby guy again, the same way I'm. Being 
I'm trying to be helpful to my team members in marketing department. I want to be helpful to my uh, customers um, on the blog and on social media. So I'm trying to shift my social media and my and my blogging and my writing um, to 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 to, to Nosby.com and to make sure that I can ser- serve uh, better there. So uh, again, it's it's it seems lo- logical and it seems tri- trivial choice, but it's not. I mean, I'm giving up something really. And yeah, it it feels really bad, really difficult to give something up. And if you do something for many years, you grow to just get used to it and feel yep. like it's more important than it is. And and like like for me, like when, when sort of giving up Twitter as a as a thing I do like every day, all the time, uh, I also had a sense that it's just a short experiment and it, it won't last because it's like too important for me. And with time I realized that no, actually it's it's not. And I, I still like Twitter. There there's still value there. And there probably will be time that I'll get back to it a bit more when I have more to say like on my blog and whatnot, then it's sort of part of like I guess personal marketing campaign to like be on Twitter because you've just published something that's really important to you and you want the word to spread and so you're on Twitter, like right? But 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 again I realize like I, I don't need to be on Twitter all the time. It doesn't give me too much value. I don't need to have like a, a professional personal brand <laughs> and like the same with, with with my blog when i have more interesting things to say related to, to programming like something i really care about enough to spend time on writing and writing prose is like really like time consuming for me uh then i can do that but but on day to day um i have this i have the podcast like i already have one place a place i don't need multiple i have a exactly. place that works as a um as a um, as a soapbox that it, when I have something to say, I can say it, and you know I I, I want to have such a place, but I already have one, so I don't I don't need to main like have my blog active, like it's there, like I'm not killing it, it's but it's just there, and there's nothing published for the last one and a half years, and and that's okay because every week we're here, and and this medium podcasting works very much better for me just because it's much easier to publish something uh, from my perspective. It's much easier for me to prepare notes and it'd be two dudes talking than me spending 10 hours writing a, a blog post. Yeah, completely. And that's why also I'm shifting this focus because I don't feel like I have to write that much. I feel like speaking here and talking to you uh, is, is so much helpful. Okay, should we already go to the picks because we're short on time? All right, uh, so let's really quickly wrap it up. Uh, I just want to mm-hmm. mention two things. Uh, first of all, as for the annual review, I wanted to mention it last week, but I forgot. Uh, I will publish a Nosby template on Nosby.how uh, for my annual review, uh, just based on what I uh, made for myself, and I'll add exp- explanation for this. So uh, we'll put the link in the show notes to the annual review template, and you can use it, you can modify it, you can share it with others, but do your annual review, please. It's really, really helpful. Um, and then uh, we should do the picks. Do you have a pick? For this week, yeah. So, um, before I, I mention my pick, uh, just a short thing. I really freaking hate you. So, just just so that everybody knows, I really hate you because because of you, because of you, my BS detector is just it, it, it's 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 a different level. I mean, I used to be a, this open person, really. I, I'm mentioning this, I think, second time already. But damn, man! I mean, some of the things I'm reading or or getting, I'm just like. I would be normally more open to this, but because of you, I'm not. I'm just like, like my, 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 when my BS detector goes off the charts, I'm, I'm, I'm blocking myself, literally. So, 
recently, I've been trying to be open with a few new ideas, and some of them just, you know, because of you, just completely, I rejected them. Uh, so, um, so again, it's your fault. But on the other hand, I think you're kind of right. I'm okay with that. Uh, hmm? I'm okay with that. All right. So, I want to mention a book which I recommend you read. And the book has lots of BS. Lots of it. Okay. So when I started the book, I was already <laughs> trying to throw it out. Like, really. After the first, like, I don't know, five minutes of wrestling to it. But the concept behind the book is pretty neat. So I would urge you to try to read it anyway. Mm-hmm. The book is called The Five Second Rule. And, well, by Mel Robbins and the author is reading it. So again... The book is written in a very kind of, you know, salesy, um, BSE kind of way. So just, I'm mm-hmm. already I'm putting it out there. So, uh, but I encourage you to read it. It's not very long. It's uh, it's pretty short. It's uh, it's got lots of again BS inside. But I think the concept is pretty neat, and I think the concept is even as valuable as to really discuss it on this show. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's my pick. The Five Second Rule uh, by Mel Robbins. Again, keep your mind open because it's kind of hard to read in the very beginning. Okay, that's a lot of caveats, but <laughs> I, I understand. I understand. Uh, my pick for this week is a book I've mentioned, I think, twice during the last few episodes, but I want to like really, uh, really urge everyone to, to read it because we'll also discuss this uh, in one of the future episodes. It's Better Than Before by Gretchen Rubin. Uh, it's a book about habits and strategies for forming and breaking habits. Now, uh, you, you you know, Michael, that uh, I, habits are important to me, and I've I've I think about habits a lot. I read about habits a lot. Um, I, obviously, we, we both recommend Power of Habit by Charles uh, Dahig, um, mm-hmm. classic. So I, I I didn't think that this book would make a great impression on me, but I was just in a mood for reading about habits. Uh, but there actually are some ideas, some strategies for coping with habits that I found really interesting, which are not like completely new. Like the, as with all of those things, it's not like doesn't feel novel or brilliant. But yet, like when I think about it, I've never internalized this as a strategy, something I have a name for, something that I can pick when I'm trying to establish a new habit and I have trouble with it. So there's some new ideas there. We'll discuss this. Definitely recommended. Uh, Better Than Before by Gretchen Rubin. 